Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you bring in more revenue with less effort. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, I want to share with you six ways you can get your time back. I don't want you getting your time back feeling like some mysterious, nebulous impossibility that appears beyond your reach. I want you to know that getting your time back is discreet, it's finite, it's tactical, and imminently doable. It's really easy to fall into the trap of thinking that your time is beyond your control, that wrangling it is impossible, that you can't find the time or that you struggle to find the time, that you just show up at the office and you do the best you can to get as much done as you can, that there's always more to do and you just can't get everything done. So of course you just do as much as you can and hopefully that's enough, except it's never enough because you always have clients pinging you, staff interrupting you on your way to the bathroom and a pile of emails so deep that if you ever were to venture into the abyss, you could get lost in there and not resurface for weeks. It's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you can just get done what you can in 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week, and so be it. Getting control of your time, getting a handle on your time, might not even be on your radar. And not only might you not know exactly how to do it, you're not even sure if it's possible to begin with. Today, I want to argue the opposite, that not only is it possible, that getting your time back is discreet, finite, tactical, and imminently doable. But before I show you six ways to get your time back, I need to take you on a tangent and talk about revenue. I want to go on this tangent because I don't want your brain to be fighting me on this idea about you getting your time back because you believe working less means that you'll bring in less revenue. The reminder here on this tangent is that revenue comes from value creation. The way that you create revenue is by creating value for clients. It's always been that way. It will always be that way. It just may not have looked that way. Because if you've come from an hourly billing space, it may appear to you that revenue came from work and time and deliverables. But doing it that way, the hourly billing way, hourly was always and only ever the pricing mechanism that you were using to capture the value you were creating. The revenue itself came from the value you created. You just happened to be billing for time. 
So of course, it looked like time and work was correlated with money. But time and work do not have to be positively correlated with money. Time and work can also be negatively correlated with money. More on that in a minute. Correlation does not imply causation. Just because things are correlated does not mean that one caused the other. You probably remember that correlation ranges from negative one to positive one. Plus one is perfectly correlated. Minus one is perfectly inversely correlated. Working hours is highly correlated with money if you're billing by the hour. The more hours you work, the more you bill, the more revenue you bring in. Now consider the ways that hours are inversely correlated with money. The more hours you work, the more your brain gets tired, the more mistakes it makes, the more it has to do the same work a second time and clean up any related messes. The more it works, the more it's tired, the more it forgets things. The more you work, the more tired your brain is, the more it wants to default into doing easier stuff than working on the harder stuff that truly needs doing and makes a bigger impact. The more you work, the less free time your brain has to seek ways to create value for clients. The less free time your brain has to find ways to systematize, automate, delegate, optimize, and so on. The more hours you work, the less you make. If you want to increase your annual revenue, the worst possible thing you could do is work. Work only appears to be causative of money because of hourly billing and the way that you likely used to get paid when you were a W-2 way back in the day. As you came up through the ranks, you got used to the idea of working to create money. But I want you to challenge your brain to consider all the ways that working long hours is preventing you from making money. Coming back from the tangent that I wanted to go on because if I didn't convince you first that working less was a way or the way to bring in more revenue, there's little chance that your brain would find the following six ways to work less to be non-threatening. So. Now we're left with our time problem. How do we fix the time problem? Not the revenue problem, that's a different problem for a different time, just the time problem. Now that your mind is hopefully decoupling time and money, here are six ways to get your time back. Number one is disengaged clients. I did a whole 45 minute episode on this, number 215, on disengaging clients, so be sure to go and listen. But at a high level, if you want your business to be a smoothly running, nicely oiled machine, we need to make sure that the cogs and the teeth match. If you have too many cogs and the gears don't line up, of course it's going to feel clunky. When your business's gears don't mesh well, it's going to feel rough. And if you have sand in those gears, that also needs to get cleaned out. Now, clients are lovely people, they are not sand, but we need for your business to be running smoothly. And if there's too much in the system, it's not going to run smoothly, it's going to run clunky. So that's number one, disengage clients. Number two is delegate. You can simply push work down to your staff and tell them to figure it out, or you can go to number three, optimize first, and then send it down to them. You get to choose if you want to delegate not just the work, but also the systematization and optimization, or do the systematizing and optimizing first before delegating. 
you get to decide based on the level of expertise of your staff and what shape your systems are already in before you delegate them. Number three, optimize systems. They are living, breathing things that need to be maintained and can almost always be improved. Number four is automate. What steps in your systems can be automated with existing technology? What information can be captured without you needing to be involved and so on? Number five is simply don't do it. Some amount of work appears to be necessary especially if you do it the same as you did last month or last year. Sometimes we get into our grooves, we get into our ruts, and we don't frequently enough objectively observe whether or not the thing that we are doing still needs to be done the way that it's being done. Scour your firm for things that don't really have to happen or may not provide a lot of value for your client. Number six is to make yourself less necessary, needed, or available. I know you want to be helpful to your clients and to your team, but small phrases like, you know how to find me and door is always open and being lightning fast on email responses, train people to come to you. We were talking in down to 25 hours CPA mastermind today about how long it should take staff to do things. And one person mentioned that in a previous role, she only allowed her staff one question per day to train them to be thoughtful about which question they would use it for. You can make yourself super needed in your firm, or you can make yourself less needed in your firm. And you can tell which way you've inadvertently set it up by what is actually happening. And remember that sometimes as business owners, we like to feel needed. And you might feel guilty or bad when staff is working and you're not. So if you feel guilty when your staff is working and you're not, it could be useful to explore your thinking around that because if you don't, you might be setting yourself up to self-sabotage and find things to do to keep you working when staff are working just to keep you from feeling guilty. So six finite, discrete ways to get your time back. Number one, disengage clients to make space in your calendar and in your mind. Number two, delegate. Stop being a control freak or holding on to stuff just because you've always had it or because your name is on the door and therefore you need to be the one who swoops in to save the day. Number three, optimize systems. They are living, breathing things that need to be maintained and can almost always be improved. Number four, automate. Some steps can be automated and more and more steps can be automated every single day given the pace of technology. Number five, don't do it. Scour for the unnecessary or not so valuable. And number six, make yourself less necessary, needed, or available. Those are six tactical ways to reduce the time you spend working in your business. Now, when you work on time only, you get your hours back. When you work on time in conjunction with value and pricing, that's how you get your hours back while increasing revenue. Time and the shortage thereof is one business problem to solve that's on its own continuum. Revenue and the shortage thereof is a different business problem to solve that is on its own continuum. These are two separate problems with two separate solutions on two separate continuums. Time and revenue are not causative of each other. 
And I want you to challenge your mind to think of all the ways that you can make time and revenue inversely correlated, meaning the less you work, the more you make. It's counterintuitive and goes against what most of us have likely been taught all along the way. And if it's true that the less you work, the more you make, then consider that if more revenue is what you want, the worst possible thing you can do with your time is work. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.